You're listening to Leafs Lunch with Julia Tusheri and Michael DeStefano on TSN 1050. The Leafs live here. Taylor Swift song. Oh, man. Uh, love Story is a good one. I mean, um, I haven't listened to her new stuff really in quite a while, to be honest, but um, I did used to like her in her old stuff, and, you know, they were pretty good bangers. Marner doing doing God's work out in Florida right now during All-Star Weekend. It's Friday, everyone. The sun has come out, though the polar vortex seems to have also come out. It is extremely cold, A.B. I don't know if you've left the house today, but I did do the shimmy across the street to Starbucks, and it was a shimmy this morning. And, of course, I did get a nice coffee, as you so as you so mock me for in, in the sub-20 temperatures. And I was regretting it by the time I got to my front door because my hands were frozen to said yeah, that, ice vanilla latte. Well, that's, the best, that's the best part about you know going and getting your morning coffee, your morning tea, latte, whatever your beverage of choice is. You get a hot, especially in the winter, when you go and it's just you know it's warm on the hands and it feels great. But yeah. when you get cold, I just, I don't get it. I know, I know. It. it was, it was about, I wasn't proud of it this morning. I wasn't proud of it. Uh, but All-Star break, I currently. I was, yeah, I wish I was in Miami. I can tell you that as we both yeah. tried to weirdly transition into, into Miami weather. I know, I know. Chris Johnston is going to join us in the next couple of minutes. He's out in Miami. Arda Ocal a little bit, little bit later on in the show. Also in Miami, Frankie Corrado going to join us even later. He's not in Miami right now, but I believe he's headed south tomorrow. So we're we're doing a full. It's like the My Guy show, as AB put it before we came on the air. It's all of our favorites today, but also people who we might have to beef with a little bit just because they are warm and we are frigid here in Toronto. But I appreciate the sun, so I can't I can't be too mad, AB. Um, yeah. Anything you're specifically looking forward to tonight? Skills competition in the NHL tonight? Some new things that, that they're trying out? You know, I got to admit that I'm not a huge all-star girl, but I did enjoy the skills competition last year on TV. I always enjoy the skills comp. It's a game for me that I don't, you know, I don't love. It's it's just, yeah. I don't know. I find it a little gimmicky, and it doesn't have all of the best players there. Anyway, we've talked about that a lot, but the skills comp I do enjoy. I always try and uh, get a little glimpse of what's going on there. It's just fun, right? It's different. It's unique, and there's some new events this year. They got that pitch and puck event that's, like, alternating golf shots and hockey shots, so yeah. that'll be interesting. I'm excited to see how that works. This splash shot one's funny, though. I don't know if you saw this. They put out the like the contestants yesterday. So you got the Kachuk brothers as one team, Sidney Crosby and Nate McKinnon, the Cole Harbor duo as another. Like, You've so got Adam cool. Fox and and Shesterkin, right? And then teammates uh, Kel McCarr and, and Miko Rantanen. So that that one's going to be interesting to see how that works. We're going to have Ardo Cal on, who's covering the event for ESPN down uh, down in Florida. And, and like I, I got, I'm curious how it's going to work though. Like I read through it. But I'm more of a visual learner. Like I, I can't picture things yeah. when I read them properly. So I, I need him to walk it, like walk it through how exactly this event's going down. But that one did pique my interest. Is based on the contestants and the teams, mainly the Kachucks, and then the whole Sid and McKinnon team. That's that's going to be some some good TV. So good. Okay, out of all those guys, who? scares you the most to dunk like you're you're lined up you know you can dunk them but you're uh, you're thinking to yourself like i think i'm gonna fade right here a bit because that person scares me a little bit for me it's nate mckinnon uh, i i find him a little scary 
I would never eat a donut in front of him. I would. I would. I, I remember that visual of him yelling at uh, Jared Bednar on the bench that one time, and, and just the stories you hear about his intensity. So for me, I, I think it's Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, for me, like Brady Kachuk's a pretty pretty scary dude. I mean, that guy's punched a few faces this You're right. season. So I'm, I'm going to go with Brady Kachuk. Uh, we did find out what Mitch Marner is going to be competing in the NHL Breakaway Challenge, and yeah. I don't know how I feel about this because, like, I don't know if I consider Mitch Marner to be a creative fella. And typically, you need a lot of creativity to win this event. He's uh, like, so we're... creative, like creative on the breakaway. Is he? Like he's he's so creative on the ice with the plays that he makes in the past. He's missing no, I... creativity. Yeah, but I know you mean in terms of like for he a can... breakout, a breakaway. Yeah, it's not, like. And these are usually like fun things that they come up. Like last year, Trevor Zegers doing the uh, the average Joe's dodgeball thing. Like that's yeah. just super creative. I mean, like using accessories and and all that type of stuff, right? Like, yeah, he could do puck tricks like the best of them. Obviously, he's like, super talented. But can he bring the fun element out like some of these other guys? Like, oh, he always so. is a riot for this one. That's the only thing that I wonder. Like, we don't get to see much, uh, much personality from these guys typically when they're talking with the media so maybe now he's on the ice it's a different situation so i guess i'm i'm curious to see how it's going to work but i don't know the vibe that i get is he hasn't he doesn't show it that often you know what i mean yeah I, i'm curious to see what he does I, I feel like he'll have something fun maybe he'll bring his dog out or something i don't know that would be very much smarter zeus on the ice yeah, something to that effect. Uh, let's see what Chris Johnson thinks, our TSN Hockey Insider. CJ, it is uh, minus 35 in Toronto today, so we are extremely jealous of you. Give us the the report from the ground in Florida. It looks like everyone's having a blast. <laughs> I'm in shorts and a T-shirt and flip-flops. I'm looking at the beach I and palm trees. I hate you so much. And I, and I, <sighs> I think it's 20, 29 Celsius. I just checked my phone because I knew you were going to ask. Yeah, okay, so I have to do something that I'm not proud of right now, CJ. I'm pulling an O-dog, and it's something that makes me cringe when he does it, but I'm going to do it with you right now because I, I saw Emily Clark and Sarah Nurse wearing these really cool NHL All-Star bucket hats, so I went immediately on not online, immediately, like while we're in our pre-show meeting, to order myself one, and they are not okay. available to the general public. So if you see one, snag one i'll send you the in the e-transfer when, when you get back okay like they're very cool the white bucket hat it would be perfect for vacation it's it's a need okay i don't know is there like multiple colors or anything or it's just a bucket hat is all i'm looking the, for the, i saw only white ones if there's multiple colors any would be good but they are extremely cool and i went to the store and it looks like they're only available there so i, 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 I gotta put you on this cool? as an Maybe assignment I'll, I'll buy two and i'll have one myself and one for you julia Okay, I like it. Go. We can match. We can sit up in the press box and match in our in our bucket hats. I like the idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if bucket hats are, are allowed up in the press box, but that would be a first. And I think CJ and JT, if there's anyone who could pull it off, might be you two, to be honest. Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, so, CJ, what's uh, what are you most excited about for tonight's All-Star festivities? Uh, you know, I think the skills competition is a lot of fun. Um you know, I've probably been to nine or ten of these now over the years, and I actually prefer it to the the game or series of games uh, itself. And so, you know, I think it's it's nice to see the players so relaxed uh, to to show their personality. We'll see what they have in store for us. But the, the breakaway challenge tends to be where you see the highest forms of creativity, and and uh, you know, I think that that's probably what I'm I'm most curious about. You know, you you're probably aware, but 
Ovechkin and Crosby are doing something together. So, you know, I'm kind of wondering what that will be. I haven't heard any inklings of, of what exactly they have cooked up. But you know, I think it's I think it's a fun event and, uh, you know, not to be taken too seriously. Um, okay, we'll switch to, to the insider stuff now, CJ. We're with our TSN Hockey Insider, Chris Johnson. And you have been in the camp of the Leafs adding a forward, but you've also let on to us that, that Caldi was probably, it won't just be one move that he maybe makes before the deadline. So what do you think Kyle Dubas is up to uh, over the next few days here while everyone else is on the beach? And, and what do you think, what is the buzz right now around Leafs camp? Well, I think that they just continue to survey the market and, and get a sense of who's available, what the exact prices are. You know, obviously there's, they, they can read our stories and what we say on TV, but obviously they can have those conversations more directly. And, and I think, you know, really if you're a team like the Leafs, you're just trying to size up what is out there, what it's going to cost, and, and try to make the best decision with a finite amount of resources to maximize the team. I think it's that simple. And then, you know, I don't know if it will be a series of moves, but, you know, and, what I mean to say is that I don't know that it will necessarily just be one player. And, you know, we've seen in the past when he got Giordano, he also traded for Blackwell in that same deal. Um, you know, when, when they traded for Jack Campbell years ago, they, uh, they got Kyle Clifford as well at the time. And so, you know, I could see it being a scenario where the Leafs don't just add one player, maybe it's a couple. Um, and, you know, someone had whispered to me this week that don't be surprised if it's a defenseman, they end up putting their, their biggest amount of resources toward or, or devote their most amount of cap space toward. I mean, what we'll see, how it all shakes down, you know, I, I certainly had been in the camp of thinking that a forward was more of a, a main target, but I think the truth is they don't just have one priority or one specific need in mind that they're open to um, doing a, a variety of things. And, and you know, I, I don't have any reason to believe anything's imminent, but, you know, certainly it's going to be an interesting month when we get on the other side of the All-Star break because, uh, you know, more dominoes will start falling as we get closer to March 3rd. Do you think it's possible for Toronto to somehow get that top six forward that we've talked about for a while and land a top four defenseman? Like, do they have the space to do that? Would it take maybe moving a roster player? Like, is this even possible if Toronto truly does kind of make an all-in move this year? There are things they could do to create the space. I don't know if they want to spend the assets, though, quite honestly. And, and you know, certainly if, if there were moves to be made where you're getting a player with some term and, and so it's a bigger picture decision – I think they'd probably rather give up. They'd be more willing to give up more for that type of player because you're getting more back. But, but you know, I would be surprised at this point if we saw them trade a first-rounder, for example, for a player on, on an expiring contract. You know, they were down that road with Nick Foligno. I don't think it's something they're looking to replicate. I mean, if we, if we look at the Florida Panthers, a team that's closest to where I'm sitting right now, you know, they give up two first-rounders last year, kind of an all-in type of move uh, in getting Ben Sherrod and Claude Giroux at the deadline. You know, they got to the second round, were swept there, and, and, you know, now they're out of a playoff spot, you know, well out of a playoff spot, and they don't own their first rounder this year or next. And so I think Toronto is going to try to avoid repeating those kinds of things because it's a dangerous sport to be all in, right? I mean, so many things can happen. I mean, we've seen the Leafs season decided, what, five straight years in, in a, in a do-or-die game, or, you know, a game where if they won, they play on to the next round. Uh, they lost all those games, but, but the point is, you know, it, it's risky to, to give up too much of the future um, you know, I think with the nature of the sport. And so I think that they'll be smart about how they, they do things. Uh, there are moves they could make, certainly, to, to maybe remove some, some cap obligations from the roster. You know, you have players like Justin Hall, maybe even Alex Kerfoot on expiring contracts. Um, you know, there's, there's some maneuvering, I think, that can happen. But the, the bigger issue is the price of, of what they're bringing in. I don't think they're going to they're gonna go too crazy in, in that regard.
Yeah, Flora last year is a good example of that. It's a good point. Uh, I heard you mention Toronto during insider trading as one of the teams that has poked around on Meyer, but I've got to ask you to do the Michael Scott, the office, please explain it to me like I'm five, in terms of how the Leafs would make the, the qualifying offer work next year. Well, I, I don't know if they can. I, I think, I think yeah. really they're, they're doing their diligence, right? I, I'm certainly – not for me anyway. I'm not reporting the Leafs are the favorite or anything like that. I, I just think that he's a player that's that's obviously on their radar, and and they've you know they've scouted, they've talked about, they're aware of. But you know he he, he kind of fits the picture of, of what I'm saying here. It just might cost too much for what he is, and and you know maybe they. Tra- I guess in theory, someone could trade for him. It doesn't have to be the Leafs, and and trade him before that qualifying offer is due to a team uh, that might want to extend him. I mean, I guess there's there's ways to be creative out there, but. You know, I think if we're being realistic, that there's probably other teams that are more likely to make a Meyer move. You know, you, you look at the Devils. Um, you know, Carolina certainly, if, if they could extend them, I think would be, be definitely willing to to be in there. I think the Rangers, you know, could be a fit for Timo Meyer. I mean, a, a number of teams maybe have cleaner cap sheets or, or, or a path to, to signing him longer term. You know, in Toronto, if you're doing that, it's, it would be tough to sign him at whatever it's going to cost or qualify him at 10 million and sign William Nylander and sign Austin Matthews. I mean, it's possible, but I think it's, it's not particularly likely. So I think, you know, ultimately if I'm sizing this up, I'd be very surprised if, if Toronto was, was the destination for Timo Meyer. Okay, so, so maybe not Timo Meyer, maybe, but maybe not. Uh, but TSM put out their trade bait board today. Is there anybody out there that's on that board that you think the Leafs should have their eye on that you think might be a good fit for Toronto? Well, you know, I think maybe some sneaky good ads sometimes at the deadline aren't the players at the top of those boards, but maybe in the middle to the bottom. And, you know, I, I know a guy in Chicago, Sam Lafferty, for example, um, has drawn a fair bit of interest, you know, in part because he's, he's sort of a versatile bottom six guy, uh, can kill penalties. Uh, he's signed at a very reasonable cap hit, just over a million dollars, and he signed for next year. So it's, it's not just, a, you know, if you're giving up those assets, it's not just for, for one kick at the can. You know, it, it's, it's almost in the, the Brandon Hagel school or, or Barkley Goodrow, you know, some of the, the deals that, that Tampa's made in recent years, you know, not, not really being so much in the rental market. Um, you know, I think that that could be someone to look at. You know, I'm, I'm curious, now, now that someone's been whispering in my ear about a defenseman, it sort of piqued my interest. You know, I think, I think you know, someone like Jake McCabe in, in Chicago would be of interest, but again, the price there might just be too rich for where the Leafs want to go. Um, you know, if we're being honest, I think I don't know that they have to go do anything. I mean, they're, they're definitely, I think, going to. Um, but, you know, most teams aren't one move away from winning a cup. I think we would agree that they're one of the absolute best teams in the league. They've, I don't know if they're fourth right now overall in terms of points percentage, but, but they're in that, that range. Um, and, and really at the deadline, you're, you're adding depth for the most part. I mean, you're, you're, very few teams are, are adding, you know, someone to their first line or second line uh, and then going on and winning a cup. I just think that the reality is, it's not always the biggest names that actually uh, can make the biggest difference with the, the deadline day pickups. We're chatting with Chris Johnson, our TSN Hockey Insider. And, CJ, you're also detailing uh, an interesting angle about potentially Gus Nyquist garnering some interest around the league and using Toronto as an example, maybe use him as a, a Kucherov type of situation because he'll be out for the rest of the regular season. Is, is that like a, a creative way that Toronto could add that impact forward and still have cap space to do some other stuff? Yeah, I mean, what's interesting about Nyquist is that if he's done for the, the regular season, which – 
isn't totally sure at this moment. He, he's not having surgery. He suffered a shoulder injury last week. I think, I think when he suffered the injury, there was 11 weeks left in the season, uh, regular season that is, and, and his timeline is somewhere around 10 to 12 weeks. Um, so, you know, there, there's a scenario here where maybe as we get closer to March 3rd, there's some certainty maybe that, that he's not going to be re- able to return during the regular season, and that is very fascinating for teams that are in, in long-term injured reserve, of which Toronto was one. And there's, you know, five or six others we, we put on a board on insider trading last night. I, I don't have them all off the top of my head, but it's, it's Colorado and, and, and the Leafs and Boston, I believe, is in this, this market. And, and, you know, for, for simplicity's sake, basically you could add Gus Nyquist, and if you're already in LTIR, as long as you have room for him on the day you acquire him, you could stash him there. Uh, activate another player later on, and in Colorado's case, that's someone like Landis Cog will come back before the end of the season, and you've essentially added Nyquist without hurting your cap position at all. And and the way the Leafs could do it um, is if Austin Matthews at some point, and we you know is out with his, his knee sprain right now, um, was added to long-term injured reserve, they could they could add Nyquist in, in a trade, put him on LTIR with the space they've created with Matthews, and then when they activate Matthews. Uh, they're, they're literally in no worse cap position than they were when, when he added, and, and you're getting a player that can, you know, join your team in the playoffs. Now, we've seen this happen before. It's actually Riley Nash in Toronto. There's a, there's yeah. a similar situation, right. and that, that didn't that didn't really pan out in the sense that I think he only played a handful of games in the playoffs, and obviously they didn't win that series. But the Leafs have used this method before. Uh, I have no specific intel that, that Gus Nyquist is on their their radar at this point in time, but I think it's something that should be on all of our radar. Because when you, you see the news that he's been injured, you know, given that he was going to be a trade deadline shift, you think it's, it's a bad thing. I actually think this makes him more valuable and, and more intriguing to contenders because, you know, other than whatever it takes to, to add him from Columbus, you know, a draft pick of some sort, there's no other actual cost to, to adding him if he's not going to be ready until the, the playoffs start. Yeah, that's interesting. Thank you, CJ. Okay, so <laughs> you're hanging CBA on the beach. for nerds over here. Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> I, and you explained it very clearly. I love that. Um, you are enjoying yourself on the beach right now, but Ottawa is having themselves a little bit of a situation. I'm not sure if you've heard anything about this, because like I, I said, you're in Florida, but this last night, it, uh, Ottawa fired their AHL coach, Troy Mann, and everyone was confused by this. He seemed like a well-liked guy, has a good record in the organization, and then Clinton, of course, it's it's pretty unusual for an AHL coach to get fired mid-season and then Claire Hanna broke the story this morning that apparently there were trust issues emerging between both sides and, and the straw apparently in her words that broke the camel's back was when Mann gave some of the Ottawa Senators pre-scouting material to another NHL team and again I'm not sure if you have anything on this yet because you're out in Florida but what are your just initial thoughts on that situation based on uh, everything I just said? I mean it's, it is it's, it's a highly unusual situation you're right from from them announcing it during the all-star break, you know, late at night, like the whole situation sort of struck everyone as odd. Um, You know, the way it was described to me is there was an alignment within the organization. I think, you know, I don't have any specific knowledge of what Claire reported. I certainly am not uh, disputing it in any way, Um, but it does sound as though not everyone was on the same page. And and so clearly the the senators, you know, made, made a decision. It's even more, Intriguing when you, when you consider that that his brother you know is the assistant general manager one of the assistant general managers with the senators so the, this one is highly uh, unusual um, and you know I, I don't really have much to add beyond that but you know it's uh, something I'm sure people will be buzzing about today when we all get back together because it's it's one of these you know sort of things you just don't see too often and you know Ottawa's 
obviously uh, tried to address a problem or what they perceived to be a problem and, and firing them, and on we go. Well, I, I'm curious, outside of this maybe, because you're, you're down in Miami and probably the most influential hockey folk are, are down there right now from the players, media, and whatnot. Like, what else is being buzzed about over the last 24 to 48 hours, I guess, in the circles, hockey circles that you've been in? What's everyone chatting about down there? <laughs> I wish I could tell you it was high-level, great trade stuff. I mean, honestly, I think everyone's just chilling out. Uh, <laughs> nice. You know, it's, it's, a nice, it's, it's a nice break in the regular season, the, the, the all-star break. Um, I think for the players, it's a chance to heal the body and the mind a little bit. For the rest of us that are living in Canada, it's a chance to get out of the snow and, and um, you know, experience some nice weather. So, you know, it, it's pretty relaxed. I, I was at an event last night, actually. Anthony Duclair has, has launched a foundation down here. There's a number of players there. I had a chance to chat, actually, with Vinny Viola, the Panthers' owner, Bill Zito, their general manager. I mean, it's um, no, it seems to be a, a pretty good time in the hockey world, and you know we might get some news. We'll see Gary Bettman and Bill Daly meet the media tomorrow afternoon before the All Star uh, tournament itself gets gets kicked off. But um, it's not uh, quite honest. Everything's gone pretty quiet in, in the hockey world, and I'm okay with that for a few days. Anything new in terms of the the search with the PA that's currently happening right now, CJ? It sounds like they're at about the five-yard line. I think they're, they're very close to getting to a point where the executive board would, would vote uh, on, on Marty Walsh as the candidate to re- replace Don Fear. Uh, basically, the executive board, there's one representative from each team, so there's 32 members of it, and, and 18 of 32 teams, essentially, through, through their executive board member, would have to um, support that for, for that to happen. Uh, you know, Yesterday, the search committee of, of, of eight players that, that you know, ultimately interviewed and vetted the candidates and, and got to a point where they were recommending that Marty Walsh be, be the successor to Don Fear. They, they made that presentation to the executive board. I think now the players and agents themselves discuss things over. And I think, you know, unless something comes up, a, a curveball at the last minute, which, you know, this was a bit of a secretive process and, and closely guarded. I mean, I suppose something could come up, but it does by all indica- indications seem as though, you know, we're, we're on the verge of, of having new leadership at the NHLPA, which, no, I realize maybe for the casual fan doesn't doesn't resonate or it's not a, a top button issue, but you know it's it's pretty important for the future of the sport. And and you know we're only three years out from the next CBA um, needing to be negotiated, so you know it's not really a long period of time for someone, especially someone like Marty Walsh, who has a, a deep deep union background, uh, obviously works in the in the U.S. government right now, but you know hasn't hasn't been on the ground in the hockey world. I'm sure there'll be a period where he's got to come in and basically do an internal audit of the organization, figure out, you know, what changes he might want to make with a senior leadership team, and then, you know, get into the weeds on what the key issues are as he, as he moves towards CBA negotiations. You know, I think that there's, there's, there's a lot that needs to happen in a couple of years there. So um, I can't give you the exact date. I was told it won't happen this weekend, but I do think we're, we're not too far off from seeing a leadership change uh, happen at the NHLPA. All right, we'll leave it there, CJ. Appreciate you taking the time uh, out of the fun Florida sun to, to chat with us, as you typically do on Fridays. Fun Florida sun. Uh, oh, nice yeah. One. I wish. I wish I was down there. I'm extremely <laughs> jealous of CJ and, and everybody who's down there. But uh, enjoy the festivities, and uh, enjoy your weekend, pal. You too. I'll be back in the cold next Friday, so I'll be, I'll be back among you uh, when, when we talk next week. Next Friday? You're there all week? You're sticking around? No, I said I'll be back in the cold by then. So this, this is oh, a free, okay, okay. It's, a free, it's a brief respite is all I'm saying. It's not, I'm not moving down here. 
Gotcha, gotcha. I was going to say, CJ just turned into a snowbird now, standing down there for weeks at a time. <laughs> All right, pal. Uh, before retirement. There you go. Then you'll pretty soon pull the Bobby Margarita and, you know, be on a half retirement or something like that. All right, pal. We'll chat next week. All right. See you guys. All right. There he goes. Chris Johnson, our TSN hockey insider. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's it must be a really fun place to be like just down there in the florida sun just chilling talking hockey with everybody who's down there yeah imagine seems a really like, fun event seems like a ton of fun I, I hope cj's very serious about my mission that i gave him because i like you saw it happen in real time maybe i saw the hats i said I i'm buying one <laughs> and then i was having a crisis when they weren't available for purchase but he sounded pretty good good to his word there i, I it sounded like I, he was invested yeah, I wonder if it's like part of you know when you go to these events and the players get like loot bags, like swag. goodie bags and yeah. swag bags. I wonder if it was like a just a, a an exclusive player swag bag thing. That's what it seems like because I've only seen I've actually only seen I haven't even seen NHL players in them. I've only seen Sarah Nurse. I've only seen Emmy, Emily Clark wearing them actually so far. Wait, there was something I wanted to tell you from from yesterday, and it had to do with player specific swag. Um, I follow this girl on Twitter who's from Minnesota. I think her name is Jessie mm -hmm. Pierce. And uh, she's from, uh, well, I'm not going to give it away, but she's from Minnesota. And she tweeted okay. this, she was thrifting, and she tweeted a photo of a Winter Classic jersey, uh, not jersey, a Winter Classic Maple Leafs hoodie with number 51 on it from, I think it was the 2016 Winter Classic found at a it was jake gardner's winter classic hoodie found oh. at a minnesota thrift store <laughs> how funny is that and it was clearly That's his like it funny. had the it had the player number on it and it wasn't one i think you could buy because it had like all the officially licensed uh yeah i don't think they wait, sell the wait, player jerseys like player used no game not the game used jersey no hoodie uh, okay, I don't know. Okay, so the one that they were given that they all wear, that'd be weird, actually. If that's right? The case. It was clearly his. Minnesota? He's from there. Oh, so maybe, you know, he had it at his parents' place or something, and they were yeah, cleaning out the attic know. and getting rid of stuff and went to Goodwill. Oh, but I don't hey, think man, they sell licensed jerseys stuff. with player numbers on them. Like, sorry, hoodies with the player. No, I keep saying jerseys. I've done that three times now, so I messed you up, AB. But the player hoodies with the licensed uh, numbers on them. I have so no I idea. Was Interesting. I think it was his. Interesting. That's a find. That's Geographically. a good find. Yeah, right? Are you, a, are you a thrifter? Are you a thrifty type of person? You go and you try and find some good stuff? You know, I like buying Weren't second you wearing something from... You were, like, wearing literally your mother's shirt from the 80s, like, two days ago. Were you yeah. Not? Like, a Blue Jay shirt or something? The Drive of 85 sweater I have. And Matt Cost <laughs> said, did you thrift that? And I said, yes, in the best way possible from my mom's closet. Like, that's the most efficient way to thrift. I like thrifting. Sometimes I get overwhelmed by it. I kind of like, to, I kind of like stores that thrift for you and, and curate a nice secondhand collection, and then you thrift from there. Because sometimes going to Value Village, there's just too much stuff. I get overwhelmed. What about you? Mm -hmm. 
I, I mean, I'm just not that much of a shopper, to be honest. I'm a more click and ship online type of guy and get to things pretty. Yeah, the next day it's on my doorstep. So yeah. it's just you know, simplistic. Keep life simple. I uh, Arda Ocal joining us on the other side. He's also one of our favorites, so he'll join us. He's down there at All-Star Break. Frankie Corrado also going to join us in the 1 o'clock hour. I'm Mike DiStefano with Jewett Tashiri. There's an Elise Lunch here on TSN 1050. Busters will get you out of your car lease today. It's as easy as pie, a piece of cake. Avoid penalties and early termination fees. Visit leasebusters.com. Welcome back to Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. Julia Tashiri and Mike DiStefano with you. All-Star break currently on and our tour, our all-star tour of Florida continues. We had Chris Johnson on on the other side of the break. And right now on the line, we have NHL on ESPN host Arda Ocal, one of our favorites. How's it going, Arda? Well, you two are two of my favorites, and I have to say that it's a good thing that you started with Chris Johnson because he should be opening for me as the main event. So that's a <laughs> exactly. great decision there. Exactly, exactly. That was the plan in terms of the, the show's <laughs> succession today. I have to compliment your, your Florida man style, Arda. The, uh, the shorts, the straw hat, the jersey, the Florida Panthers logo on the straw hat. Like, if you had to give yourself the P.K. Subban fit grade, what are you giving yourself in Florida? I'm giving myself a 12 out of 10. If P.K. was yes. putting me in his segment, he'd probably give me, like, a minus 8. <laughs> so I think, that, I think that I'll stick with my grade uh, because I'm fitting right in in South Florida. And, and uh, with apologies... To all of the wonderful people of Toronto, my people, as you know, I was born and raised there. Uh, I am enjoying this 30-degree Celsius weather with palm trees and, you know, not, not, not a single weather inclement uh, in sight. So I guess good for me <laughs> for being here. And I'm yeah, you and CJ well. Paul. <laughs> yeah, I, how dare I say all of this while you are in studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not great. We got a polar vortex coming in through here. It's gonna be like minus thirty Celsius. It's it's not the best. Not the best, as uh, our friend Louis Domingue would say when it comes to the weather right now in uh, in in Toronto. Uh, we're chatting with Arto Cal, NHL and ESPN host. He's down for the All Star Game down in uh, in Florida. What's the buzz like? What's going on down in uh, in Sunrise? Buzz is great. Uh, I will. I had a chance to spend the entire day at the, the beach festival yesterday, and I will go on record in saying this: that may be the best fan fest of any sport I've ever seen. Like they wow. took over the entire beach. It's at least a mile long. There's ample things to do if you're a fan. It, they 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 hit a they hit a a grand slam home run with this activation. The fan fest looks immaculate. There's tons to do. Uh, there's different things to do. There's it, it just like the vibe. May, and listen, maybe it's colored also by the nice weather and the palm trees and all of that. But honestly, like it was the right decision to go to the beach. They have uh, you know all the things that you would want as a fan. Hey, let me try an accuracy challenge. Let me be a goalie and get some puck shot and let me have my own trading card made or whatever it is, right? All the fun knickknacks that you would get at a fan activation. And, of course, the players are around as well doing fun things. It's, it was great. And, I, and you have to give credit to the NHL because this was excellently done. So what have, your, what have you dipped your toe into so far in terms of the accuracy challenges? The, I saw the giant life-size air hockey table. Like, have you really excelled in, in any of the games or competitions so far? 
So I am undefeated in the world's largest air hockey table. Wow! Uh, myself and my yep drop co-host uh, Greg Wyshynski had a game. Uh, I, I I actually I, I shut him out. I don't want to I don't want to brag. Okay, like unreal. You can our, you can. This is your victory lap, my friend. It's not in our it's not in our nature to brag, but I will say uh, that I soundly defeated Greg Wyshynski. Uh, he he has no skill whatsoever in that and <laughs> bubble hockey. Also also remained undefeated. Uh, this weekend in, in the Super Checks bubble hockey. That's something we're going to have to do one day. I want to do a Leafs lunch bubble hockey tournament at some point. I think that would be oh, a lot of fun. I'm in. We got to make that happen. We have to make that happen. When you're in Toronto, if you get up here, we'll we'll do what we can to make that happen. You, you, can you imagine oh, if one day I just rolled in? I just rolled in with a Super Checks to the TSN. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, let's go. <laughs> Look what let's I get found. going. Oh, my God. That would be so funny. That would be hilarious. One of the cool new events, though, that they have out there is this uh, splash shot dunk tank challenge. And, and, you know, we were talking about who at TSN we would think, okay, who would we like to dunk in this challenge? So I'm curious, which of your colleagues at ESPN would you want to toss in that dunk tank? Well, Greg Wyshynski, number one. That, yep. That's an easy <laughs> one. I would, I would love to. Are you kidding me? That was awesome. I'd, I would even skip. Uh, all the other necessary targets, I would just go right to the bullseye so that they just get dunked. <laughs> In fact, no, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even shoot the pucks. I would just run towards the bullseye and hit it with my hand. I, would shoot. <laughs> I wouldn't even wait. Guaranteed dunking. You know, you know who would love that? Actually, would be Rick DiPietro. He would ha- he would have a gas with that. He would love that. Well, I was I so he curious would, he would about have the most fun with it. I was so curious about the characters that they talked into doing the dunk tank. Like, how on earth did they coerce Sidney Crosby into getting onto the dunk tank? Like, all the other characters weren't that shocking to me. Actually, Nate, Nate McKinnon kind of surprised me. D- did you hear at all what that pitch was like to the players? Was ESPN involved at all in, in convincing some of these guys? So I didn't hear any of it directly. What I will tell you is that I, I did see a lot of the players roaming around. And they were having the time of their life. Like, they were enjoying things. Like, I saw, like, Crosby taking pictures of the different uh, parts of Beach Aww. Fest. Like, he was loving it. Like, he thought it was really impressive himself. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they signed up for it uh, voluntarily. Honestly, wow. like, I think, really? that, I think that a lot of, like, from what I noticed with them walking around the Beach Fest, I would not be surprised at all if they just got caught up in the whole atmosphere of it and they were like, yeah, let's get done. This is fun. Whatever. That is absolutely incredible. Do you have a, t- a favorite for that one picked? Like the Kachuk brothers are, are kind of an intriguing duo in that competition as well. Yeah, they, they definitely would probably lead the way for me. Uh, I wonder how, I wonder, I, I don't know the answer to this. I wonder if the goalies will be shooting. So like, will an Igor Shesterkin be shooting on the targets? That might be fun. Yeah. Uh, if that happens, uh, but I don't know. But I will say that uh, yeah, the, every, the, the, the players all seem to be having a good time, especially at the different events. Okay, while we're on the subject of the players, and you've seen them roaming around in the wild, which NHL player is exuding the most Florida man energy right now? <laughs> <laughs> I have not uh. seen, I will say this, I have not seen, like, Hawaiian shirts, straw hats. I, I've seen, like, you know... General I'm not there. summer attire. <laughs> I have I have yet to see an NHL player just go completely Florida man. I have not seen that yet. So see, that's why Willie had to be there. Willie, like, yeah, 
He would have. Willie would have had he the totally cornrows going. Yep, yep. He would have had the cornrows. I mean, he would have had the hat going. I think, yeah, I think Mitch Marner was wearing a hat. Maybe not a straw hat. So, I guess Mitch Marner by default. Okay, we we'll see that think, answer I on Leafs lunch. Like, but he wasn't like he wasn't full Florida man. It was just he was just wearing a hat. So, I guess if they're all baseline <laughs> at the moment. The hat would send him over by a hair, I suppose. We're chatting with Arda O'Cal, NHL on ESPN host. He's down in Florida for the NHL All-Star Game. And one of the new events this year, I, I want you to kind of walk it through because I, I was trying to figure out how it's going to be done. So the, the pitch and puck event, I think it's, it's cool um, that they're going to be doing alternating golf shots and, and hockey shots. Like how exactly is that going to go down, though, Arda? So all I've heard about it is that there will be pucks and golf balls involved. So yeah. I haven't heard too many details about it. I believe, I think, I think they're going to be shooting pucks on the golf course. And maybe there's like a little patch of ice, like, a, you know, one of those like shoot, uh, shoot, like, like the, the sauce, like the sauce ones. Things. Like, yeah. Like the sauce kit kind of things. Maybe there's like a patch or something so that they can get a good shot off. I, I'm guessing here, I believe uh, that would probably be the, be the best situation. I hope that, honestly, when I first heard the competition, I thought that it would be them, like, happy Gilmoreing it and having a hockey stick with the golf balls. Oh, that that's would be hilarious. That's what that I thought actually it would be I, I don't know, but I, I, that's what I thought it would be. Because that would be hilarious. Can you imagine them just, like, ripping clappers? <laughs> with yeah. Golf balls? Oh, just try see who can like drive it the, it the farthest. Like, uh, that exactly. would make a lot of sense, actually. It's just, like, basically slap shots, but on the golf course. So, uh, we'll we'll see how sure. that maybe, ends up Or maybe, maybe it's a combination of it all. Maybe they're doing pucks for part of it. Maybe doing golf balls for another. I don't know. But yeah. Well, yeah. I, do love the, I do love the, like, geographical, like, specific, like, how it's specific to South Florida, right? Like, the Bellagio Fountain last year, this year, there's, like, a golf-related yes. thing and a dunk tank. Like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, extremely. Um, okay, another thing that's of interest. Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin are teaming up for the Breakaway Challenge. Um, don't you feel like their relationship has kind of evolved in a cool way over the past few years? They came into the league together. It was always kind of Sid versus Ovi. And now it seems like they've... Is it like an old married couple kind of vibe? But they get along, like they bicker at one another, but they, you can tell they really respect one another. How do you kind of evaluate their relationship and the way it's evolved over the years? I, I like that. I like that. The old married couple, like the odd couple, right? Like they've just been around each other for so long that they just kind of respect each other. Do you know what I really, really want to happen? I know this is a big long shot, but how hilarious and like mind melt would this be? Can you imagine if for just that one shot where they're working together, or I don't know how many they're doing, but imagine if Crosby came out in a Capitals Crosby jersey and Ovi came out in a Penguins Ovi oh jersey. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what imagine. the world would do. They got to do we that. We would melt. <laughs> Twitter would melt. It would, it would be over. That's what would end Twitter. Not Elon, not anything else. That. Crosby yeah. in a Caps uni, like I don't, yeah, that honestly, like I'll be upset if that doesn't happen now. Now you put that in my brain. I need to see oh, it. No. <laughs> oh no! Now I need to see it now. Oh, I'm gonna be upset. Uh, Art, I'm curious though. Like it's like all the best players in the league are down there this weekend. So of all the all stars that are there, like what player to you 
Are you circling as a guy that you think is going to be probably the most important, like the the MVP of the season down the stretch for the team? Who's going to be most important for their team down the stretch? Well, I mean, hard not to look at uh, a guy like Connor McDavid, right? Like he's probably uh, the most important for any player in the league. I like what um, uh, Gretzky said about Jack Hughes. I thought that was a really interesting quote where he said that if there's one guy that could catch McDavid eventually, yeah. uh, Jack Hughes is the one guy that he's circling. And honestly, Hey, wait, we have to it. give you a tire pump for that, don't we, Arda? Didn't you have him as your breakout star? I did. I did nice. have him as a breakout star. I tire appreciate pump. you calling that back. I appreciate you uh, bringing that back. <laughs> And only you would do that. So thank you. That's very nice. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. But uh, yeah, Jack Hughes uh, is definitely a guy that I'm looking at. I would look at, uh, obviously, McDavid. Shesterkin, too. Remember, look how, look how important he was for the Rangers last season. I'm still, I know, I know he didn't win the Hart Trophy. I'm still beating me. He should have won the Hart Trophy last year, drum, just because of how valuable he was to his team. Like the, the definition of the trophy. He wasn't the best player in the league. He was the yeah. most important to his team. So, like, I still beat that drum, even though, obviously, it's well past its time now. But Shesterkin, I'm looking at as well. Sorokin, too. Like, uh, the Islanders are going to situation. What's going to happen? Like, I get Bo Horvat playing with an Islanders jersey on the Pacific, but is he for the whole game? Do you two so think? So weird. Here's a question to you. Do you think that he's going to defect in the middle of the game? Oh, my. I never thought about it. Can you it. imagine? No, you just uh, uh, out of nowhere, just pull a heel turn like Sammy Zayn, and now he's all, all of a sudden a part of, a part of Team Pacific or part of Team, uh, no, what are the Metro? Oh, my God. You're just, you're writing, you're writing right now the entire All-Star game, and it's just making me want to watch it because now I'm just intrigued thinking that we're going to see all this craziness happen I know. over the weekend. Just imagine he's on the ice with Pedersen, intentionally trips Pedersen, his own teammate, takes off the jersey, takes the puck, goes on his own goalie, quote-unquote, scores, takes off the jersey, got the Metro on it, and then sits on the Metro bench. See, this is how, yeah. this is how I know... Incredible. This is how I know that Arda's, Arda's a big wrestling guy because yeah. he, he's always thinking about storylines. coming out like, right I, now. It's all coming out. Like, it's literally, this is, it just reminded me of, like, Vince McMahon scheming up how he wants the, the year to go out. He's scheming up, writing the storylines for how he believes would be most compelling to watch over the course of this weekend. Is that not kind of what your thought process has been these last couple of days, Arda? 100%. 100%. I love it. But th- tell it me, so anyone listening right now to Leafs Lunch, that that wouldn't be hilarious. Oh, no, absolutely. you are so you're right. Listener. We actually yeah. got a listener text, Arda, that I have to read to you. It's it's a text from Oakville, and it says, I can confirm Arda grew up here. I played on his hockey team at year, eight years old in Oakville. Awesome team name, Marlene Moments. I've never heard that before. It's a good team name, Oh, though. that's awesome. Awesome. Well, hello <laughs> yeah. to them. Yeah, dude, minor hockey in Oakville. The Oakville Rangers uh, grew up playing them, uh, and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I was never good enough to uh, make it anywhere past that. So <laughs> as, soon, as, soon as, as soon as contact came into uh, our lives, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm cut out for this. I think I'll go behind the microphone thing. Yeah, well, I, feel, yeah. I think you, uh, you, you made it pretty far behind the mic. So, man, all the way to ESPN, pal. I think you're doing all right with yourself. Definitely doing all right. And you're, you're one of our favorites, and we appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy tonight. Enjoy the weekend. And uh, we'll chat again real soon. Yeah, anytime. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. There he goes. Arda Ocal from ESPN.
We're the best. Did you hear that, JT? We are the best. <laughs> what a hilarious thing to say after an interview. That is so funny. Art is so cool. Uh, honestly, it's just like he just comes on and we just pump each other's tires. It's really just an uplifting thing that I, I need every now and then. Yeah, to come on. he's such a great Especially guy. It felt great. like the perfect All Star Weekend Friday. Like it yeah. feels like the fr- like a Friday in elementary school when your teacher's having a pizza party. Like it feels like that kind of day today. You know what? That's that is yeah. It does have <laughs> kind of that feeling. Like we got there's it's just a lot of fun to be had today. It's like the last day all of, of our favorite supply like, teachers come in. Like they, there's a TV we- being wheeled into the class. We're gonna watch a movie. <laughs> like it's a great great Friday on Leaf Sludge. Yeah, yeah, we still got Frank Corrado, another one of our favorites, to join us. So Come he'll join on. us in the 1 o'clock what a hour. Show. I know. And then we got, uh, we still do the Leafies, too. So we get some awards to give away for, uh, for we'll talk some, you know, actual Leafs hockey once, once we get uh, <laughs> to that point. But it's a fun weekend, right? It's All-Star weekend. It's it's all about fun. That's what the All-Star game's all about, trying to grow the game, find some new fans. And uh, so it's, it's it's a good time. It's a really good time. And everybody's out in the Florida sun except for us. Even Frank is going to be there in the next 24 hours. So we'll chat with him at 1 o'clock. But on the other side, we'll talk about this TSN Top 25 list that, uh, that has come out because there's – there's some rumblings about it yesterday, so we'll chat about it. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano with Julie Teixeira. You'll the Leafs Lunch here on TSN 1050. Brought to you by Vanilla Visa prepaid cards available for purchase at Petro Canada, the perfect gift for any occasion. For your chance to win a $100 Vanilla Visa prepaid card, text the keyword lunch and your name to 105050. Standard text message rates apply. Uh, we've gotten to giggle for the past 53 minutes about the beach and the sun and all stars, <laughs> so now we will get in. To the serious stuff, AB. Da-na-na-na. Trade bait board. It is happening. This is, is this the first one of the year from TSN here on, on February yeah. 3rd? Or? Yeah. Okay, We're so the number one. Officially? Officially yeah, a month exactly. out from the trade deadline. Yeah, exactly. A month out from the trade deadline right now. And as it shakes out, AB, the number one player on our TSN trade bait board currently is a guy we were just talking about with Chris Johnston, Timo Meyer, who is very attractive for a lot of reasons, uh, but one thing that makes him a little bit unlikely or impossible looking, just from a Leafs perspective, is probably that cap hit and then that qualifying offer that's going to come right after, right? But is there anyone on this list that sticks out to you in terms of interest for the Leafs? I won't bore you all with reading it all out, 1 through 25, but it's available on tsn.ca if you're interested in taking a peruse on our, on our trade bait board. Yeah, I think there's a few names out here that Honestly, the the Maple Leafs would they, they'd be a big help for for what the Maple Leafs would need. And you know, I, I asked CJ because I was curious. Like, is it possible for this team to really go big game hunting at a top six forward and a top four defenseman? Like, what would it take? And it would take a lot of creativity. But like a couple of names, I guess, that are here high up on the list that are likely to be dealt. I think Ryan O'Reilly, the St. Louis Blues, is is one that's been kicked around a lot with Leafs Nation. We talked about it yesterday. If you bring O'Reilly in as kind of your third line center that kind of kicks guys down the peg a little bit right now all of a sudden yeah. you got david camp slotted as your fourth and you're building that depth now your third line center is you know 10 better your fourth line center is 10 better and when you can just incrementally increase 
you know, different parts of the roster, that's how you get better and deeper as a team. So Ryan O'Reilly is one who could do that. I think Vladislav Gavrikov, the, the defenseman from the Columbus Blue Jackets, is a guy who could do that. Left shot brings, yeah. uh, you know, that physicality, that toughness, nastiness, that Jake Muslim replacement level guy. We talked about it yesterday with our three-pack. You know, he's somebody who's a big body, block shots, isn't afraid to be physical in front of the net. You know, he's only $2.8 million, but again, he's a he's an unrestricted free agent. And it, it's going to depend on whether or not the Maple Leafs are willing to part with their big player or their big assets, such as, uh, you know, first-round pick, Nyes, Nimala, Minton, uh, whatever they want to give up. Are they willing to do that for pending unrestricted free agents? We just don't know the answer to that yet. But those are a couple of names that, that I think are interesting. I know Mike Johnson's brought up Ivan Barbashev a couple of times as a, a middle six forward. He's number nine on the TSN trade bait uh, board, so he's an interesting name that I think is in, um, that that the Leafs could go after potentially. Uh, we talked about Luke Shen a lot yesterday. Yeah, Sam Lafferty is someone who keeps getting brought up by people because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was also brought up by. Um, Who's who's was he? I think Jonas Siegel. When he did his trade board, he yeah. had Sam Lafferty as like a potential Leafs target. Hmm. So that's an interesting one that's been brought up a couple of times. And as CJ noted, he's got that kind of Brandon Hagel type of effect. He's not as good a player as Brandon Hagel, but he's got term on the deal and at a very cheap cap hit of one point one five million. So uh, somebody who can play down in your bottom six and give you that versatility as a penalty killer and also maybe just a little bit of offense. Like he's got eight goals in the year. So he's a, another interesting name that's on this uh, trade bait board. But there's a couple. There's a couple. And I'd be curious to see which one the Maple Leafs covet as maybe their, their top target, though. Da-na-na, as the great Jonas Siegel has said many times, it remains to be seen, or we'll see it how it shakes out. <laughs> yeah, we will. We'll see how it all shakes out. There's one month until the NHL trade deadline. Things are starting to heat up a little bit. So, you know, yes, we sir. had that trade of Bo Horvat, and maybe we'll, uh, you know, that, that'll shake the leaves a little bit on this trade tree, and we can start to see some stuff uh, start falling here at some point because we want to see that, and we want to talk about it, and we want to react so hopefully we start to see some stuff happening sooner rather than later. Uh, all right, JT, Frankie Corrado, our buddy, will join us on the other side, TSN hockey analyst, former Maple Leafs defenseman. Uh, so hour two of Leafs Lunch coming up next.